Our guest on The Year That Made Me today had big ideas as a young man, but like many of us, starting out in the working world, he was first knocked back and rejected, told to go away and get some experience. But he certainly went away and did that. Ian Hayden has written for Australian television and radio for four decades. He's penned travel guides from Vanuatu. And in 2021, he picked a Best Actor Award for a short biographical film that he wrote and starred in. My name is Ian Hayden. I have multiple sclerosis and part of this curious complex chronic condition is that sometimes we lose who to what it's. Whatchamacallit? Words. Yes, words. I mean, there are people that work with MS who are afraid to speak up for fear of being disc discotheked and made a souffle of. Cognitive problems aren't as oblivious to the layperson as, for example, someone sitting in a wheelie bin. I mean, it's not rocket surgery. All I'm axing is that people try to umbrella stand what we're walking about. We want doctors and other health atrocities to be able to diaphragm us correctly. We want the NDIS to subsidise squeak apologists. And we want everyday pebbles like you, who have a nerdle of common sense, to get backside us. The film is called What's in a Name? Uh, the memorable phrase, doctors and other health atrocities, is one of its many great virtues. It's a lovely short film and was rightly honoured at the 2021 Focus on Ability Film Awards. And it's a great pleasure to say that Ian Hayden joins us now. Ian, welcome to The Year That Made Me. Oh, thanks for having me. And how are you, Julian? I'm going very, very well and looking forward to hearing all about your life, Ian. Could we start at the beginning and could you tell us about where you grew up and what your early years were like? I, I grew up in a little town called Gundagai, halfway between Sydney and Melbourne. And I was sent to boarding school at age 11 in Sydney. And that's, oh, I guess, both of those are formative years. Mm. And then I sort of bumped around for a while and I'd Went to university, I managed to get an arts degree and I was heading towards teaching when I became a writer. So, so the calling to, to become a writer, is it something you'd always felt, Ian, or did it sort of occur to you uh, faced with the prospect of having to get a proper job after your arts degree? Oh, um, yeah, the proper job thing. But I, I have a feeling, Julian, if we were the same age and at school together, we might have hung around together. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I guess the turning thing, I always scribbled and laughed a bit, but I saw a show called The Naked Vicar Show in the in the late 1970s and I went, gosh, people do sketch shows with Australian voices and about Australian things. It's not all Benny Hill and, you know, English comedy or American mm. comedy. I went and saw a record and I went, oh, well, I'm impressed with this. And little did I know that I'd be selling those producers a script uh, less than two years later. Wow, that's so, fantastic. And I think it's uh, one of the early years of your writing career that you've chosen, Ian, as the year that made you. What year have you chosen and why? Well, I, I chose 1980. I got married the year before. I told my wife that I didn't want to be a teacher and she gave me six months to sell something. So uh, time was getting close to the six months. I'd been rejected by the Australian Film, Television and Radio School, as you mentioned told to come back when I've had some experience. And um, I just sent some sketches off to RS Productions, who'd made The Vicar Show, and I did a cheeky little uh, postscript saying that 
oh, I've, I've got a draft of a Kingswood country because it had just started going to air. Oh. And they rang me that afternoon and said, bring the script round in the morning. And I went, oh, gee, I've got to write it now. <laughs> so that was uh, a night with no sleep. And that next day I was given a very nice cheque for my script and went out for my first very long lunch. Yes. Well, that's so quite that's... the meteoric rise, Ian, from uh, a postscript in a letter to having <laughs> submitted the script for Kingswood Country, an iconic Australian comedy. Uh, what else did you write for during your uh, TV writing career? In, that, in those early days, uh, there was a show that nobody saw called Daily at Dawn. It was made by RS Productions, but Channel 7 put it up against 60 Minutes, so nobody saw that. Um, Home Sweet Home for the ABC, my own show Howard for the ABC, uh, the, the mild colonial boy, and but most of it, most of the writing happened to be radio in those days. We got, mm. we got into writing radio comedy, and that went on for quite a long time. And Ian, I understand that uh, travel then became a significant part of your career, and in fact. You moved away from uh, Australia for a time. Could you tell us about uh, when and how you moved to Vanuatu? I guess the travel writing, I, I wrote and produced the radio version of the TV show Getaway and went for a holiday in Vanuatu and my wife was offered a job teaching at the international school and I went, I can write from here as well as write from in Australia. And we stayed for one year and that turned into three years and while I was there, I, we holidayed in Australia and that led to writing a travel book on Australia. On The Year That Made Me, we're speaking with Ian Hayden, comedy writer, uh, acclaimed actor from the uh, Focus on Ability Film Awards in 2021, uh, former travel writer and uh, travel agency operator. Uh, but Ian, uh, many things changed when you got your diagnosis of MS. Could you tell us... Uh, when and how that happened? Well, as you said, I had a travel agency and I was taking a work trip to Vanuatu for a travel expo and I got off the plane and dropped to the tarmac like a sack of spuds. Mm. When What's happened here? I, I pinched a nerve or something. And um, I previously had a French chiropractor there and I went to see him to see if he could fix me up. And I walked into his place and he said, Monsieur, you are walking as if your legs are on backwards. I think you're sclerose en plaque, which is French for multiple sclerosis. And so I came straight back to Australia and got the diagnosis. I guess that was 12 years ago now. One of the things you focus on in What's in a Name, Ian, is the way that MS uh, changes your relationship to language and that i imagine is something that's particularly challenging when words were your profession and one of your passions as well could you tell us a little bit about how ms has changed your relationship with words well dr google's my friend now um <laughs> an online thesaurus it, it happens sometimes that you just blurt out a you can't think of the right word to say and you blurt out the wrong word or whatever it's just um, wiring that the, you know, you're trying to think of a word and the wiring doesn't get through to the brain, from the brain to the mouth or it mixes it up on the way. Mm. But, uh, you know, some people have vision problems, some have mobility problems, some have cognitive, you know, issues. It just serves up different things to different people. 
you've obviously found some of the humour in the uh, the way that MS can affect the, your ability to say certain words or phrases now and again. Has it had some of the more serious impacts that you refer to in the film for you personally? I, I, I get around in a wheelchair these days, but I don't think about it much. I get a bit of a shock if I'm wheeling down the street and I see this bloke in a wheelchair and I go, oh, my God, that's me. <laughs> but... Um, I guess that's one of the joys of uh, being diagnosed as late as I was because I got to play all those things like, you know, football, tennis, cricket, scuba diving, what all those things when I was younger. So I'm really grateful that it hit late rather than early. Uh, it's been a great pleasure speaking with you, Ian. Of course, uh, we failed to mark uh, international the International Day of People with a Disability. I think we had an excuse, though, because we are Sunday Extra and it was yesterday uh, on Saturday. But obviously the aim of International Day of People with Disability is to challenge the way we think about disability and to help uh, increase the inclusivity of this country. Do you feel that that is happening at the moment? I, I do. Um... I mean, you know, one day a year doesn't change the way I am, 365 oh. days, but it does give visibility and acceptance. Um, I mean, it's been a hell of a year when you've got you know, the Australian of the Year in a wheelchair, you've got Kurt Fernley going around, uh, you've got you know Paralympics getting a big following, and just the general accessibility. You know, I go to the cinema, I go to the theatre, I go to restaurants, and people see past the chair to the person. Hmm. I think it's becoming a, a much nicer place to be. Well, it's been a very nice place being with you on the year that made me. Thank you so much, Ian. And we always finish this segment by asking our guests to pick a piece of music to go out with. What piece of music have you picked and why? I picked the song by Mark Knopfler, or it's an instrumental called Going Home from the movie Local Hero. And... The reason I picked it, um, my wife and I were talking about the kids coming home for Christmas and talking to them about what we wanted at our funerals because people don't talk about dying much. And we went, okay, we, we want to be cremated, not buried, but all these different things. And went, well, what music do we want? Mm. And I wanted uh, three songs, Elegy by Jethro Tull, uh, Malone Piper doing Flowers of the Forest, and local hero for the montage for photos because it's got a nice little beat and it's uplifting. Fantastic. Well, we'll imagine the montage in our minds as we play Going Home by Mark Knopfler now. Ian Hayden, thank you so much for speaking with us on The Year That Made Me. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Julian. ABC Radio Station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.